Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We speak today to David Kelly, CEO of Chicana Copper, TSXB listed Copper Explorer with assets in Peru. We talked through their business plan and ideas. If you want our thoughts on that, you can go to cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. We can also find detailed company reports, market commentary from experts from around the world, including on Copper. There are summaries of interviews that we've done in the past. There's also training videos and, of course, a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other. Go now and sign up for the waitlist. David, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Matt. How are you doing? Real good. Real good. I wanted to catch up with you. We've seen a few press releases out, and we wanted to sort of see how things are going with you since we spoke to you at the beginning of July. Now, where on earth are you? You look you look like you're either in a sauna or a log cabin. What's happening? <laughs> log cabin in Wyoming. Fantastic. What are you doing down there? A little fishing cabin. <gasps> Sweet. What's that? What are you after? What's, what's What are you doing down there? Uh, you know, cutthroat, brown trout, some rainbows. There's a little bit of everything out here. It's a beautiful country. Okay, well, best of luck with that. Some photos would be appreciated. And you can tell us next time about the one that got away, okay? Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, okay, so why don't we kick off? Because um, we, we quite enjoyed your story. We're like, we think copper's big for next year. Uh, we'd like the way that you were going about it, and you kind of laid it out for us. So we'll kind of give a link to people about the business plan you set out, unless you look below for that. Um, but today, when you kick off, give us a one-minute overview for people new to this story, and I'll, I'll pick it up from there. Yeah, so, so since we talked last, Matt, you know, we started a 15,000-meter drill program and advancing the discovery that we've already made. It's a fully funded uh, drill program. We've made great progress, and we're starting to release results from that. And just to remind people, you know, we've made a, a high-grade copper, gold, silver discovery in the Ancash province of Peru. It's in a place that's uh, right in the middle of an active mining district, so the infrastructure is outstanding. Peru is a great place uh, to be advancing uh, new discoveries because they're hungry for new operations and new mines, and uh, they're investing a lot of money to support the mining operations in Peru. Um, our program has uh, been very successful so far. We had drilled 30,000 meters before we started this most recent 15,000 meter program, and at the conclusion of this, we will be putting together the initial resource on this property. Fantastic. And let's just going to remind people again there, because you made it clear to us that you're not looking to develop this thing yourself. You're not going to get in production. You're explorers getting this development ready. And then it's a question of what, how you decide to participate after that. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. You know, I, I mean, I think the, the 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 plan A would be to divest this asset to a developer to come in and build the mine, and it, and then it becomes you know the question of what's the scale of of the of the resource, how big of an operation could this be? Um, you know, we plan to be around as long as we can to uh, to explore that upside potential. There's enormous upside potential here, but I will say that this is the type of project that could be developed uh, in a in a smaller scale and ramped up over time. Um, it's going to take a tremendous amount of drilling really to test that upside potential. And oftentimes, when you have discoveries like that, and you've got high grade, and you're in a great location like we are, uh, you can contemplate other scenarios like uh, starting small production on some of the high grade near surface mineralization, advancing the project and continuing to do the exploration while you're in production. That's not our our, our main goal here, but uh, it, it is the type of project that does lend itself to that approach. Right. Okay. And again, last time we spoke, you had about 6.6 .6 million bucks at that point, which was going to drive this 15,000 meter drill program that you've got, which I think you 
well, judging by the press releases, you've started. You started this kind of scout drilling as such. Can you explain to me, because yeah. you're hunting breccia pipes, you, you've identified a few, mm-hmm. you're, you're drilling at a few. Can you explain that process for me? What, what, what is scout drilling and what are you trying to get? Mm-hmm. What, do you, what information are you after? Yeah, so, you know, we've got 23 confirmed breccia pipes. We've drilled seven of those so far. And, you know, the, really the game is 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 about testing your targets and seeing which ones are mineralized. Um, we, we really have three objectives when we go into scout drilling. And scout drilling is something where you might drill one to 2,000 meters on a particular target, maybe six or eight drill holes. And the I, the objective of that is to answer the first question, is, is it mineralized? And secondly, if it's mineralized, does it have indications of high grade? And the third is what's the general sense of geometry? Obviously with just six or eight drill holes, you're not gonna really fully understand the geometry, but you'll get some sense. It's, you know, most of our breccia pipes have been, um, you know, kind of carrot shaped inverted carrot shaped bodies where they're narrow at the top and they get bigger at depth and you put six or eight holes into a shape like that and you've got some general sense of that so uh, the high grade is really critical because if you see indications of high grade we know we can chase that these are the high grade formed from fluids moving through the rock so if you see it at a certain depth you know you can go beneath that and track that high grade so that that's really the objective of the scout drilling program and then we do that on a number of targets we pick the best ones to come back in and do the infill drilling and then that's what would make up the you know the bulk of the resource okay so again just just for me and for, for an audience perhaps you know slightly less uh technically sophisticated so you've got 23 pressure pipes you've gone into seven so if like say you hit like you know exceptionally high grades on one of those do you just stop mm-hmm. drilling elsewhere and say well this is enough this is a kind of company maker for us the grades are good um people are after corporate it will tell enough of a story or do you need to given the business model which is we're getting this ready for someone else to come and develop this do you need to kind of go into all 23 get a sense of what's there and then check out i mean how does it work well, you know, our goal has been to get 10 million tons of, of the high grade, high grade mineralization, kind of the stuff that we've been drilling. OK, uh, and, and the, the reason for the 10 million tons was just as a demonstration of concept. You know, it's not to say that that's going to be the ultimate resource. Um, you know, we, we think we can get there with five or six breccia pipes drilled down to about 350 meters depth. Uh, but there are, like, like I said, you know, there's 23 confirmed pipes. We have 92 targets on the property. And when we put all of the information together and we have extensive, you know, exploration results, uh, geophysical surveys, geochemistry surveys, uh, very detailed mapping, alteration studies, that type of thing. And from that information, you know, we've, we've generated these 92 targets. We don't know how many breccia pipes are on the property. We, we know there's 23 that crop out at surface and we can stand on them and see them. But we also know there's blind pipes on the property because we've already found one of those with our drilling. So the, uh, you know, the goal of the drilling is to just demonstrate the concept that these breccia pipes are potentially mineable in terms of their shape and their grade, and, uh, and, and that we've got multiple targets still to test even after the initial resource. So that's, that's really the, the objective right now. Okay, but 15,000 meters, that's, that sounds a lot like a lot. I mean, how quickly are you going to get through that? How many rigs are running? 
Well, we've got one rig running right now. We do plan to add a second rig, and we'll add that second rig as soon as we get enough infill drilling lined up to fully occupy the two drill rigs until we get through the, the 15,000 meters. But the rate of drilling is about 1,700 meters per month per rig. Okay. So right now, that's where we're at, 1,700 a month. Once we add a second rig, we'll be at 3,400 uh, meters a month. I guess, I mean, given the kind of knowledge that you have, you, you found 23 breaches and you know, three outcropping at surface, and you think you've, you've got, you've presented some data into the market. These are good grades, right? You know, 2.1%. Mm -hmm. It's nice. Is there not um, a discussion at board level which says, look, maybe we need to kind of accelerate this? The, the market's getting a little bit warmer, hotter, some would argue, for copper. Mm -hmm. There's a definite interest in copper. People are looking for big copper projects. I don't know how much of your 6.6 .6 million you've got left. Um, but I know you're cautious. You, you know, we, that was clear from the last conversation yeah. we had. You, you watch your money. Shouldn't you kind of advance this? You know, speed things up a bit. Go to market. It's a good market right now. Yeah, you know, that's you know, that's certainly an option for us. You know, I think I think for us, the critical uh, threshold or mi milestone for us was was the resource, right? And 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 we're close. You know, uh, we've done like I said, thirty thousand meters before. Um, I think you know, raising money uh, makes a lot of sense once we have a resource out, because obviously there's going to be a revaluation of the company once we get that that resource. So it, it makes sense for us. We've got the money now. Get the work done. Show the show the market uh, what we have. Draw the line in the sand, and and then we can start thinking about raising money. Okay, so at that point you've got like forty eight thousand meters worth of of drilling. You got a lot of data. Yeah. You put a resource at hopefully re-rates um, in, in a kind of. So when would that be? Actually, just to, just to be clear on timing. When, when would Mar our, our target is March twenty twenty one for the resource. Okay, so not far away. Yeah. At that yeah. point, you've got some decisions to make because again, it comes back to the question of whether or not you've got good enough information to attract a developer, or enough information mm -hmm. to attract a developer, or enough information to get and raise some more capital because that's only five mm -hmm. months away. Yeah, that's right. And you know, once we get that resource, we do have a decision to make. Do we continue exploring and try to expand the resource, or do we do a do a, a PEA on the resource that we have? You know, my view is that we have so many targets, and there, there's really two ways we can expand that initial resource. We can continue testing tar the targets, the rest of the 23 breccia pipes. Um, uh, all the other targets that I mentioned, or we can go underground and continue the, the depth extension exploration beneath the pipes we've already drilled because none of the pipes we've we've drilled so far we've seen the bottom of we every every pipe we drilled is is wide open so even though we have you know intercepts down to 500 meter 490 meters in breccia one we've got a 700 meter intercept in breccia six so uh everything's still wide open so that's a second way that we could expand the resources is by going underground and doing much more efficient underground drilling of the depth extent of these breccia pipes i think it's helpful to look at this diagram that we have here and it shows the the real basic geology on the left uh it's more of a cartoon type of diagram but you can see the 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 long linear red uh 
pattern that represents the breccia pipes and that's that general shape I was talking about where these are kind of inverted carrot like features and they get bigger at depth. We don't know the full extent of these breccia pipes in terms of their depth extent. You can see the depths that we've drilled uh, the breccia, some of several other breccia pipes that we've done a lot of drilling on at breccia six, you know, we have high grade mineralization down to 800 meters uh, down hole. Uh, and breccia one, 490 meters and breccia five is actually at about 455 meters and everything's wide open, you know, so we, the, the, the part of the exploration story that uh, lends itself to huge upside potential is just continuing to explore these high grade breccia pipes at depth and the best, most efficient way to do that is underground. And so that's another way we can expand the resources in the future is by going underground and drilling uh, the depth extent of these. So what what would I need to understand about the, the kind of numbers that you'd be looking for? Because, you know, I saw a press release come out on the 17th of September talking about 15.2 metres at 2.1% copper. That to me sounds high. And it and the nearer the surface is, that's probably great grades. But what does it need to look like to be able to go down to those sorts of levels when you're mining? Well, certainly 2% copper is, uh, is, is high enough grade to support underground mining. Um, you know, the, 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 the value of the rock, um, obviously is going to benefit also from the gold and silver that's, that's there. Uh, but certainly 2% is adequate for underground mining. In fact, a lot of the, the large underground bulk mineable deposits that are mined by, um, you know, block cave type of methods are targeting one and a half percent copper. So if you've got 2% copper in a, in a narrow pipe-like body like that, that's well constrained uh, from a continuity standpoint, that's plenty high enough grade to, to follow underground. Okay. And then I guess it depends what grade the byproducts are, in this, this case, silver and gold and what the metallurgy is, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But that's exactly. someone else's problem further down the line, I suspect. So, okay. So that's interesting. Thank you. So the most recent drill results were reporting on one of the targets we were testing called Paloma East. And the the information we had before you know we drilled is, is shown on this slide here. All of those symbols represent rock samples that were collected at surface. And the symbols that are shown in magenta are rock samples that are greater than one gram per ton gold, uh, all the way up to 7.8 grams per ton gold. So you can see there's very strong gold enrichment in the breccia pipe at Paloma East. There's also very strong gold at Paloma West, which is about 150 meters away from Paloma East. And then there's all these other smaller outcrops uh, in between that also are, are gold bearing. So this is the kind of targets that we have to test at Soledad out of the 23 outcrops cropping breccia pipes, this is the kind of work that we do to qualify them for uh, and rank them and prioritize them for, for drilling. So this is what we started with. And what I'll do is I'll just take you through uh, kind of the, the process we go through when we're when we're drill testing these targets. The Again, the map on the left shows the two breccia pipes. We're now in the 3D software, so we can, you know, we can project uh, structures and other three-dimensional information, geophysics. Uh, into that uh, that software, and on the right, you know, because we don't have any initial uh, information about the depth extent of the breccia, we simply take the surface outcrop and we project it at depth. Okay, in this case, we had a a breccia pipe that was about uh, 25 meters across, relatively small compared to some of the other breccias that we have. We projected that straight down, and we planned to drill a drill hole to go straight across it without any idea really what we were going to find at depth. 
But what we found after drilling the first uh, three or four holes was that the breccia pipe was much bigger than the 25 meters that we projected down the surface. In fact, within 150 meters from surface, we had blossomed out to about, about 50 meters diameter. And when you go, when you double the size of the diameter of a cylindrical shape, you quadruple the volume. That's the real upside there. So, you know, th this is a recurring thing that we've seen all along is as we continue to drill deeper on these breccia pipes, they get bigger. And the exciting thing about that for us is that that's post rock, that's the reservoir, if you will, where your minerals sit, your copper, gold, and silver. So if your post rock is getting bigger, then the, the tonnage potential is increasing as you go deeper. And these are some of the grades that, that we hit. Again, is it mineralized? Yes, I mean, it's obviously mineralized. Um, we The exciting thing about the results here, we had high grade, 2% copper, that's great to see. But we also had a real impressive intercept of 172 meters from surface with 0.34 copper, 0.31 gold, and 13 grams silver. And when you start seeing those long runs of mineralization within which you see the high grade, you start getting excited about the fact that potentially you could bring in open pit mining into a situation like this, especially maybe just on the on the top part of the breccia pipes or within these zones. And we've got these two breccia pipes that are just 150 meters apart. So, you know, if you add that to the mix, you've got high grade that could be mined underground. You have moderate grade material, good grade material starting at surface that potentially could be mined by open pit. Well, then, you know, you just keep adding optionality to the project. And that's what makes this project really special, I think, is the optionality. Some pictures of the of the rocks. I always like to show rock pictures because uh, any of the technical people in the audience get excited when you show pictures like this. But you can see the the real gold uh, metallic mineral is is calcopyrite. That's our primary mineral that shows uh, that hosts the the copper. The top left picture is the oxidized part of the breccia pipe, and we oftentimes see really good gold grades in that material. In fact, I think one of the intercepts we had here, you know, had uh, 1.5 grams gold very near surface and that's that's the other benefit of, of, of the oxidation process on these breccia pipes is they often leave you with a very gold rich cap. One of the other things I mentioned in the, the, the news release was that you know, we had drilled the first uh, four drill holes and we had some sense that this breccia pipe is getting bigger at depth. It was going from 25 meters to 50 meters and that you can see those two outlines here. There's an inner circle that represents the surface outcrop and then there's an outer dash line that represents what we thought the breccia body looked like based on our modeling of those first four drill holes. And the, the one part of the breccia pipe where we had no information was this southwest margin. So we set up here on hole 137 and started drilling to the southwest towards Paloma West. And we fully anticipated to be out of breccia at about 170 meters down hole. And what we found, we got to that point and then we were still in breccia. So we kept drilling, we kept drilling. We started hitting some of the other rock units uh, about midway down the drill hole. So we thought we were getting out of the breccia pipe and then we went back into breccia and we actually stayed in breccia to 627 meters 
depth. It was quite remarkable. Um, and at the end of that drill hole, we were in a, a an intrusion. We believe this is a pre-mineral intrusive rock. It does have mineralization in it, um, so we're studying that rock. But you know that was ended up being a 650 meter drill hole uh, where we expected it to be about 200 to begin with. So see, these are some of the surprises we get when we start drilling. And one of the things I really like about this project is every time we turn on the drill rig and start doing this type of detailed exploration drilling, uh, we, we learn so much about the upside potential of this project. Uh, look, Dave, thanks for running through that because the we, we'd look through the PowerPoint, obviously, we sort of take a look at the numbers and that, you know, that two point one percent copper number it's a bit of a bit of an outlier but you're going through a process the thing that strikes me though is um i don't know if you've got enough money to get you to where you could be because the scale of this seems huge you've got mm -hmm. so many targets you've got so many things that you've got to look at so much data that you could present so i mean you've been through this once or twice so what do you feel that you need to be able to put on the table in front of a developer in terms of understanding of not just the grades, but the scale of the opportunity and perhaps mm -hmm. the, um, you know, some indication of what this could be for them. Right. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's really the billion dollar question for us. Um, you know, we, we have uh, a strategic investor that came in, Goldfields. Um, you know, the, the, the nice thing about Goldfields is they were very, com they're very compatible with our strategy of exploring the breccia pipes. They, they obviously are interested in what's beneath these breccia pipes, what's, what's driving this system. But they also see the value in, in developing a resource around these high grade breccia pipes. And they are not afraid of underground mining you know they're they're very competent underground and open pit mining so um you know the the goal would be to get the project to a scale where somebody like that uh could could take on the project now you know uh we've been told that 30 million tons of high grade like the kind of stuff we've been drilling would be adequate for them uh you know to to make a decision on um you know, we'll see when we get there i think we can get there you know our initial goal is is 10 million tons but if, if you start thinking about the depth extent of these breccia pipes, there's 23 breccia pipes. We've got 90 targets on it. I, I don't want to sell this project short, right? I mean, 10 million tons, 20 million tons, 30 million tons, that's great. But what if we get 15 breccia pipes down to a kilometer? We're talking 100 million tons. What if we find a mineralized intrusion sitting beneath this? What if we find other types? We've got mineralization, very high-grade mineralization that sits outside the breccia pipe. And we haven't even focused on that kind of mineralization yet. So, you know, you're right. I mean, there there is a, a lot of work to be done here and it does need to be accelerated. Um, and we plan on doing that. But the, the real key for us is that that first threshold, get that 10 million tons out, draw a line in the sand and just tell the market, we're gonna keep doing what we're doing because every time we turn the drill rig on, we get good results. So. We, you know, we're going to take that money and put it in the ground and keep keep advancing that project. Okay, so I understand drawing a line in the sand for you. That's a catalyst moment. What does you need to explain to the market though, because they're not going to understand what ten million uh, means. It means so what? Why, why? Why is it? Why are you aiming for ten million, not twenty million? Well, that's a great question, Matt. The, the the 10 million tons, I mean, we could have put a resource out right away, you know, one breccia pipe, but it's it's kind of like, what's the point? The, the concept here is having multiple breccia pipes in production at the same time. 
and the project lends itself to that perfectly. It's got, you know, you're on the side of a hill, you can drift in on multiple levels for multiple breccia pipes, and you can ramp up production by producing for multiple uh, breccia pipes. 10 million tons, the reason we came up with that target was 10 million tons of these kind of grades in an active mining district like that in Peru, that's going to be a mine. So if you show up to the market with a resource that says, okay, this is going to be a mine, now the question is, how big is the mine going to be, right? And that's where we get the excitement to turn this into 30 million tons, 50 million tons, 75 million tons, even bigger. Right. And, and again, so it's coming back to investment. We make money by investing in companies like you. Okay. So you set your first line in the sand at 10 million bucks and says, that's the number that someone can create, you know, build a mine from. Okay. It's a nice number. Yeah. But the potential is more than that. Everything you're saying to me, the potential right. is more than that. So you've told the market what they need to be looking at as, as a first stage. What do you need to be mm-hmm. telling a partner like Goldfields or a another? Because this may be just an option for Goldfields. I don't know. So what what mm-hmm. sort of numbers would they need to see to get them interested? Well, they've told us 30 million tons would have them interested in, in developing an underground mine. Okay. Um, and when I heard that, I thought, well, that's, you know, that's a very achievable target for us. Um, you know, I think we can exceed that. Uh, you know, other companies will have different thresholds. There are some companies that are only interested in the porphyry, uh, you know, the big mega scale porphyry opportunity. And, and we've had lots of expressions of interest to, uh, to look at that. But the reason we really like working with Goldfields is they, they like the strategy, the dual strategy that we have, which is focus on the breccia pipes first, develop your knowledge in the district and understanding of the mineral system, and then, you know, and then develop a targeting program to go after other things that are in the district. So, you know, it's very compatible with where we're at. Okay. So how do your shareholders um, know that you're going to be able to negotiate the best possible terms for them and the value isn't going to go all towards Goldfield shareholders, right? Because, you know, they could come in mm-hmm. at various stages here and, or, and you can opt out at various stages here. It would be, mm-hmm. be fine. It'd be no, no bad thing, um, you know, depending on what you're trying to achieve. So can you give us a sense of what you are trying to achieve? So when you've done your 15,000 meters, you do have some options on the table for yourself. You, it'd be perfectly reasonable time to say, we've done a good job here and walk away. Or you go and raise some more money. I mean, what are the thought processes going through? What are the discussions at board level which says, given these different scenarios, we will react in a certain way? Can you give us an insight into that? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, from our standpoint, you know, the exploration, we're in the early stages of, of discovery here, right? And the, and the potential, the upside potential is enormous. And everybody on the board believes that. So we're not planning to walk away any anytime soon. You know, we'd like to... Uh, advance the the project on a number of initiatives. Um, you know we're we're very aggressive in 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 the exploration, the expansion of permitting even beyond the the area that we can drill now. So, you know we're not um, in any any hurry. I mean we're in a hurry to get the work done, but we're not in any hurry to walk away. We 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 are learning as we go. Um, you know the thing about Goldfields is they. They're a shareholder in the company. You know, they don't have a, a first right of refusal on the on the asset. Um, you know, if if, if it go, goes competitive, then you know the shareholders will benefit from that. But you know, my my wish is that we get this initial resource, 
we raise a lot of money, we go back, we double or triple the resource, and we just keep doing that. You know, we keep going down that path of uh, of getting the underground permit so that we can expand the resources with underground drilling, continuing to uh, test the 90 targets that that we have. So I think I think we've got a long runway here to continue to expand the resources. And at some point, yeah, people are going to stop and take note and say, you know, this is an asset that needs to be uh acquired and it needs to be in the hands of a developer and you know that's that's why we set up this structure uh, from the beginning yeah okay um well i guess we'll, we'll follow that story um i want to talk about share price though mm-hmm. it's kind of fallen away in the last month in fact let me start it yeah more exciting for, for us is literally within days of the last interview we did with you you went on a run yeah i would love to say it was me but i think it's the, the permits came through so um <laughs> you know so that happened you went up to you know nearly 75 bucks you back down at around so 52 at the moment. So you've doubled in price. Yeah, that's, that's a good day at the office for anyone. Yeah. Um, why do you think it's kind of fallen off from the heights of 75? Do you think this, what's going on in the marketplace? Are people nervous about something? Or is it just the reset in the market? You know, I think part of it, you know, we have expanded our U.S. Uh, shareholder base quite considerably. And, you know, we have the U.S. elections coming up. And, and uh, you know, every, I'm sure everyone of your subscribers and, and uh, listeners uh, pay attention to what's going on there. And, um, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty about what's going to happen with the election. So I think that's part of it. You know, gold pulled back a little bit. And we saw most of the of the junior uh, resource companies pull back a little bit. Um, you know, I still think our share price is uh, is healthy. Um, obviously, you know, we have we have shareholders that have made money and, you know, they may be choosing to uh, to take some profits at this point in time. But um, it's certainly not. I don't think in any reflection of the results, the results have been very strong. Our board, our technical committee with John Black and Doug Curry and myself are super excited about the results. Goldfields is very excited about the results. So it's times like this. You keep your head down and you keep focus on turning the drill and keeping the drill bit turning in, in, in high grade mineralization. And our team is really good at doing that. So it's uh, I think it's a temporary situation. OK, OK. I guess we shall see over the next few days, um, yeah. next few weeks and months. Um, question sent in by someone. Which is, and I get, it relates to you know how much money will you have left at the end of your fifteen thousand meter drilling? Which was, mm. is there a private placement coming anytime soon? There's not one that we're planning. Um, you know, we don't need a private placement right now. Um, you know, I we still have five point eight million in the bank. Um, so there's no there's no nothing pushing us towards. A, there's not a, a pending uh, financing on the horizon. Um, you know, that's that's just where we're at right now. We don't need the money right now, so we're not focused on trying to raise money. And we're focused on trying to get good results and advance the drill program. I want to bring in that second drill rig as soon as we get enough definition drilling lined up. And to me, I want to finish off that, that 15,000 meters, get the resource estimate on its way. And, uh, you know, and then and then there should be a very significant revaluation of the company uh, on, on the heels of that resource. Sure. Um, how much will you have left by the end of the drilling? By the end of the drilling, we'll have about 1.5, 1.7 million. Does that make you nervous? Is that too, a little bit too tight? Do, do lenders or does the market sort of discount you for not having enough cash? They possibly could, yeah. But you know, I, I, I you know, I'm not, 
I'm not too worried about that right now. Um, I think if we get, um, you know, the kind of results that, that we're expecting to get, we're, we're going to be fine. I mean, I think that hey, at some point the people are going to, you know, recognize that you've got the seventh largest gold producer in the world that came in last year and paid a 40% premium to our share price to get a seat at the table. Okay. And they did a tremendous amount of due diligence, you know, three months, they sent uh, eight people to site. Um, you know, they, they were very, very thorough in their due, due diligence, not just technical, but all aspects of the, of the project. So if, if you look at it from that standpoint, you've got somebody that's already put money into the, into the program um, at, at a great premium and right now you can buy shares in the company that's at the same price or even slightly less than they invested in so uh it's a great time to to be buying stock in this company uh especially before the resource you know once the resource comes out you know we should get a very significant revaluation uh then and you know that's going to be the time to raise money when we're we're sitting you know well above a dollar or you know dollar fifty or two dollars so okay would you rather take Goldfields money than go back to the market for the next round, whenever that is? Uh, sure, I'd love to have Goldfields money. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I mean, just and I mean that seriously, because obviously, if it's yeah. an offer, you take it. Sure, but in terms of yeah. just sorting out the kind of shareholder registry and trying to giving it a little bit more institutional mm -hmm. flavor, as it were, right. is that that appeal? Yeah. Yeah, it does. You know, Goldfields is right at 16.8% right now. Um, you know, they could go to 19.9. Um, you know, we'll see, we'll see what they're, uh, you know, how they're, they're leaning towards that um, as, as we go forward. But I can tell you, they're very excited about the results. But we've also got some very uh, strong interest in, in the story from other institutional groups. Um, so, you know, we, we've got a, a very, a very solid institutional shareholding right now. And there's still very strong interest in the story. And I think I might have mentioned to you, you know, Rick Rule came into the story to uh over the summer so um you know we we've had we've got some great names on the on the share register right now and um people really pulling for us uh you know to 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 bring this home and it, it's a discovery it's an evolving discovery and i'm excited to be able to you know come on with you on a regular basis and give people updates because you know these these are not um this is not the kind of story where everything's going to hang in the balance on a single drill hole or a single press release or whatever. These, these, these discovery stories play out over a period of time. And oftentimes it's one or two, sometimes even three years, depending on the scale of the opportunity. So we're in the very early stages of this. You know, we did have a, a lengthy delay due to a permitting glitch, which we, it took us a long time to work through that, but we did work through that and nothing's holding us back now. And, you know, we're, we're being as aggressive as we feel comfortable right now because we want to we want to get another three or four breccia pipes ready for the infill drilling and get in there and just hammer those drill hole you know uh, those breccia pipes with the drilling the remaining drilling and put that together with the with the, what we've already done and then come to the market and say this is what this project can deliver but at a much grander scale okay great great summary and we'd be delighted to have you on, on a regular basis because i think you know if you do get another drill running as well. I think you'll have some numbers which should build up over time. We like the copper story. We like your approach to it. So like, appreciate that. And yeah. uh, do pick up the phone and let us know how you're getting on with that drill. Okay. Okay. 
Thank you, Matt. Thank you for having us. Look forward to talking to you in the future. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.